0: How do I prepare myself for five weeks of wild wellness? It's not a silly question. Grab yourself a cuppa and a journal and Bible as we take a little spiritual soul time out together to discuss how you can begin to prepare yourself for five weeks of wild wellness. Hello, beautiful one. I am so glad you are here and on this five weeks of wild wellness journey with me. Term four is a big one. It's reports and end of term concerts and assessment marking and so much more. Plus, we are entering the Christmas season. That means weekends will fill out quickly. (laughs) My heart for you this term is to find yourself amongst like-minded colleagues championing each other on and creating small practices along the way to challenge us and to help us, you and I, live a wild wellness this term so that we can finish strong. So if you haven't already Head over to www.carlythompson.com and sign up to my website so you have free access to be able to download the freebies that come with each of these episodes. This is episode thirty, and if you click on the episode thirty icon, it will take you to a place where you can download the free links. These freebies are designed as small and beautiful practical tools that you can use over the five weeks or. Ongoing to help you keep wellness in mind. So, pause this episode if you need to, go and sign up, go and download the freebie, and then let's get started. Now, when I chat about wild wellness, I'm talking about well being in the sense of spiritual, soul, mind, body, and heart. Your whole being health. The biblical concept of wellness is encapsulated in the Hebrew word shalom. This means peace, harmony, wholeness, completedness. For some, writes Dave Adamson, author of 52 Hebrew words every Christian should know, the idea of peace is a stress-free day. To others, peace is the serenity of a gorgeous sunrise or sunset. Whatever your definition peace is something we all want. But do you pursue it? Do you seek peace? Do you chase after it every day? In ancient Jewish tradition, peace was valued more than truth. The rabbis would argue that if there was a situation in which truth and peace were in conflict with each other, peace should take precedence. Perhaps this is because of the Hebrew word for peace. It's shalom which means to be wholly unified with God and others. Among the rabbis, it was more important for you to be unified with God and others than to be right. He goes on to say, My friend, Andy Stanley, puts this into a modern term when he says, You are more important than my view. But how often do we get this turned around and put our need to be right ahead of others? The first believers in God taught that those who follow God should love peace and pursue it, love their neighbours and attract others to the scriptures. This is the peace Jesus offers. Peace with God, peace of God, and peace with each other. This sort of peace attracts people to the truth. And I love that thought. The pursuit of peace of God, peace with God and peace with others being incredibly important and valuable. You can pursue peace in your daily life in many different ways. But let me highlight three that we've just talked about. The peace of God. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Peace with God. Psalm 119, verse 165. Great peace have those who love your law and nothing can make them stumble. And peace with others. Romans 14, 19. So let's strive for the things that bring peace and the things that build each other up. 1 Peter three eleven. They should shun evil and do good. Seek peace and chase after it. The first believers were taught to love and pursue peace, the peace of God, peace with God, and peace with others. So this week, we are pursuing wild wellness in our spiritual health. Let's ask ourselves a couple of questions to help us keep our mind on spiritual wellness as a practice in the pursuit of peace. And if you haven't already, the free downloadable resource is available for you to use with this part of the podcast, or you can come back to it later. The first question I want to ask you is, how do you pursue peace? Is it a walk by the lake, a sunset, a quiet cuppa with your journal, and a heart positioned ready to listen for the God whispers? Number two. How do you pursue the peace of God? Are there things in your life that you need to hand over to Him to trust Him with? And number three, how do you pursue peace with others? Is there someone you need to make peace with? Do you need to let go of being right to pursue peace with someone? Please take a moment to reflect on these questions over this week. I personally find peace with God and of God and peace with others in quiet spaces of stillness. It's in these times that I can lean in and listen, where I can be open to God's love, His direction, His correction, forgiveness, and His humbling at times. I like to meditate on small portions of scripture, like Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven: "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your mind." Or Proverbs three verses five and six: "Trust in the Lord with all of your heart; lean not on your own understanding, but acknowledge Him in all of your ways, and He shall direct your path." Perhaps you answered the peace-pursuing questions differently to me. That is completely okay. You and I are so different. And the way that you pursue peace will look different. And that's why it's important to sit and reflect and be intentional about the ways you're going to pursue the peace of God, peace with God and peace with others this week. Find a quiet space to just be still for a moment and allow me to read an excerpt from Francis J. Roberts' book, Make haste, my beloved. Your heart is mine, for I have made it my dwelling place. Your peace is in knowing at all times that I abide within the secret places of your soul. When you are plunged beyond your depth, know that whatever you are experiencing. My love is a deep pool in your heart. See your pain and your fear as dropping into that pool and being engulfed in my all-sufficient grace. Having learned this secret, nothing can intimidate you from without and nothing can distress you from within. I am not concerned with externals. For it is the hidden life in the spirit of a man that determines his destiny. There are winds that blow upon the face of the earth. They are the capricious winds of fate. They do not blow upon the inner man, nor do they disturb his peace. Quietness of soul is vital to spiritual health, because unrest muffles the still, small voice of my spirit. So, Wild Wellness Challenge 1 is to pursue peace with God, the peace of God, and peace with others as an act of spiritual wild wellness. Thanks for joining me for episode number 30 of It's Not a Silly Question, a spiritual soul time out for teachers. You can download the free reflection sheet at www.carlythompson.com. Podcasts, Term 4, Week 1 and reflect on what this looks like for you. You can even download a free printable scripture from this week to meditate on, to keep in front of you as a reminder to pursue peace. Remember to share the journey and tag me on Instagram at Thompson underscore faithrightteach so I can share your journey with this community or use the hashtag wildwellnesschallenge. I can't wait to stand strong and build our spiritual wild wellness together this week. Next week, we'll begin to challenge the soul work within us. Allow me to leave you with a quote from Beth Willis Millison's book Under His Wings. Moses had come to know God as Jehovah Shalom, the God of all peace. This is the deepest need of the human heart, to be at peace with God and with oneself. The proof that his heart was at peace was that it was filled with praise, not necessarily for what God had done, but for who God is. He was living out the chief end of man to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Psalm 29:11 says, "The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace."